0: We are back with another episode of the Pokemon Adventures podcast. We are back with chapter 27 of the Pokemon Adventures manga. Hey Chas, really quick. Who do you choose? Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee? Hitmonchan or
1: Hitmonlee?
0: Yeah, the punching Pokemon or the kicking Pokemon? Damn. I
1: think I'll go
0: for the kicking one, Hitmonlee. The, the kicking Pokemon? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, Hitmonchan is a cool one. I like him only too, though, but I don't know. That's a tough choice.
1: <laughs> I only like him because <laughs> he anime. Hipmon <laughs> He
0: does do that.
1: He Lee! Uh, he does yeah. have a super high pitched, squeaky voice. You know, there was super racist in that
0: part. <laughs> oh my god, you're probably right. Because
1: aren't, uh, aren't, what is it, Hipmon Chan and Hipmon Lee based off of Jackie Chan and Jet Li?
0: Yes i believe so i've heard some stuff but then i've heard some other things i'm not a hundred percent anyways welcome back everyone it's chaz and sergio once again and in this specific chapter we have reached saffron city i want to thank everybody that has made it with us for this long for 27 26 chapters 26 27 episodes this is the finale for our volume two. Uh So we're midway, halfway through the red and blue arc. So this this is why
1: I announced my retirement, guys. (laughs) It's like I'm leaving as part of my 401k plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chaz has reached that age.
1: I've reached that age. (laughs) It's already that time.
0: Yep. So we've come a long way. We've honestly come a long way. We started from Palatown and we made it all the way to up to cinnabar island from last week's chapter and now we're cutting we're starting with saffron city what do you remember about saffron city chess from any other games that you've played
1: Hmm. i actually don't remember all that much about it
0: okay
1: yeah because it's like pokemon games for me it's like unfortunately for me it's like if if they don't it's like, if there's not enough story about it, it's like I just get super disinterested with it.
0: <laughs> I
1: hear you. Oh,
0: especially the first games, first few games.
1: Oh, yeah, this they didn't like, have
0: much of a storyline.
1: like the only thing you get out of it is like maybe whatever the little the, the other the other characters around the city tell you. Yeah, but other than that, it's just like it's not much.
0: It's so funny because I will argue with anyone about this, I get that the first generation games are very nostalgic i get it i can be as nostalgic about those as anybody else i get it you hear any of the original pokemon songs whether it's from the anime or the games you immediately feel nostalgic I i get it but when you actually go back and revisit those games and you play them yeah sure for me they're still fun But then you realize there's literally almost no storyline in those games. Mm -hmm. And to top it off.
1: I think the most amount of story is literally Lavender Town of all places.
0: Yeah. And to top it off, you could play the game almost in whatever order you want. In Saffron City, like I said, like I mentioned uh, last week, you can't enter Saffron City Because the guards just simply don't let you. They don't tell you. They give you no particular reason as to why. Once you reach Celeron City, and trust me when I say this, you have to figure this out on your own, all by exploring. You reach the top of Celeron City. There's some vending machines there. You can get a lemonade, some tea, or some water. It doesn't matter what you get. If you keep one in your pocket and you reach Saffron City, it, the game will give you the option to give the guard one of these drinks. The, you give the guard a drink and boom, you're allowed to go in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. As a kid, it was super fun trying to figure it out. Like, what do I do? How come I can't go in? I need to battle Sabrina for the for the for her badge. And I remember playing with my friends and one of them would knew what to do. We're like, oh, how did you do- get there? It was fun. Sure. Like I said, I still enjoy the games. I can go back and play them at any time. But
1: yes, yeah, I don't, I don't remember any part of that.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. They Dude. did that even in the Fire Red and Leaf Green. Did they? Mm-hmm. Fire Red and Leaf Green are very faithful. Yeah, I guess
1: it was easier.
0: Yeah, because like now, I bet I don't remember too much, but I have a feeling that in the remix Fire Red and Leaf Green, I would not be surprised if somebody kind of guided you along. Uh-huh. oh you know you can get something to drink you're kind of hinting at the idea that's what you need to give the guard to let you in and city yeah that's why a lot of people say that nowadays a lot of the pokemon games have gone too easy because they're the hand holding hand holding is just too much
1: i mean it's like does it does the guard actually ever mention like it? oh, it's like man i'm really thirsty as i yeah. go for something right yeah that's all he says I don't know. I I think you know what it might have been just because like I always hold one just in case. Okay. Just because like for, just to have like one of everything for yeah one yeah. Reason. And it's, like and it probably just like for me it's like I I already had it. Yeah. So it just made it like automatic. So it was just, yeah, oh, it's, like
0: back in the original games, like the original Red and Blue, there was only one place that you can get a those drinks, and it was, it was the vending machines at the very top of the Celadon Department Store. Uh-huh. you get one and keep in mind you could use those as healing items yeah. you can heal your pokemon with them so anybody could easily use one up so every time you went to saffron city you didn't have one because like i said the, the game never outright tells you oh if the guard is thirsty you can go get one get him a drink at the vending machine it never tells you you have to figure it out on your own which like i said as a kid it was fun that's probably one thing i don't enjoy from the newer games is that oh my god there's like too much hand hand holding like oh my god we need to guide you this or you should do this the amount of Uh times that they explain to you the pokemon type chart oh fire is weak to water grass is weak to fire like bro i get this there should always be an option like do you want us to explain this or not? I just want to click no. Because I've been playing these games for years.
1: Like, you know, you know, the guy in the beginning of the, it was like every, of every gym. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, you know how he, it's like, at first he would tell you, like, he would give you hints. And then later on, he's just like, oh, he's like, oh, it was like, go for it or congratulations or keep on going kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, later on, like, he just won't tell you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you probably have figured it out on your exactly. own. Exactly. Kind of It's like, I wish it were like that, because I know in the newer games, he won't tell you outright, but he'll give you the ones that are just like, oh, it's like, you know, this doesn't work, or this doesn't work.
0: You're talking about the guy at the very front of the gym, right? Uh Uh-huh. No one, the guy that believes in you like nobody else does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Okay.
0: How you doing, champ? Hey, champ. Like... I needed this today.
1: He got me some. He got me through some hard times, but Yes,
0: yes. He had no idea.
1: <laughs> Especially that inspirational words of, by the way, fire is weak to water.
0: It hit me. <laughs> hit me right here. <laughs>
1: it melted my fighting heart. <laughs> oh man. All right.
0: But yes, going back to Saffron City, just a few things that I wanted to mention some things that i picked up on Wikipedia: saffron city is actually modeled after japan's capital city of tokyo and is the largest and one of the busiest cities in kanto according to Wikipedia. says within the games it's the 10th most populous city in the pokemon world well remember when i asked you at the beginning which pokemon you chose hitmonchan or hitmonlee uh-huh the reason I asked you this is because in Saffron City, there's a fighting dojo. When you go in there, there's a bunch of guys that have a bunch of fighting type Pokemon. Primate, Mankey, uh, what is it? Machoke, Machop. Uh-huh. Once you beat the leader of that dojo, he gives you the option to choose. Who do you want? Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee? Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's the only way to c- get capture those Pokemon within the game. And obviously, whoever you choose, you have to get the other one from a trade. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. A few other things that Saffron City has is, as I mentioned earlier, it's the home of the psychic, Psychic-type gym. One of the things that I have not mentioned before in previous episodes is, do you remember, Chaz, that... Sometimes gyms will have like a bit of obstacle course as you go out throughout the gyms. Yeah. So, I don't know if you remember, but Sabrina's gym has all the teleportation devices everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And becomes a bit of a hassle and a maze and trying to figure out how the hell do you reach Sabrina? Yeah,
1: I always hated those.
0: Yep. (laughs) So, that was the psychic. Uh, gym no, i
1: had- hated those because like i remember i think i i think i did it like accidentally once whereas i like, i made it without actually hitting any of the other little trainers that were on the way oh because like you know how it's like you obviously get those trainers yeah just so you can level up a little bit more before you get to the actual gym oh later. yeah so yeah i like that i hit them and it's like a, i've like ended up just like going straight to sabrina without even touching any one of those guys i <laughs> like Dang it! Like now, I gotta go back. You
0: go back and battle them.
1: And get myself even more lost in the process. No,
0: try actually trying to figure out. Like, especially, let's say your mission is to battle all the gym leader, all the gym trainers there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Trying to figure out. Okay, wait, did I battle this one already? No, I have to go back to that one. Wait, how did I get back here? Okay, now I have to go to the gym leader. Oh yeah. my god, you would spend so much time in that gym, especially if you wanted to battle all the gym trainers. Uh-huh. Which reminds me, I also did... I completely forgot to mention this about uh, last episode. Blaine. Do you remember Blaine's gym at all? What his obstacle was?
1: He's not the one with the invisible walls, right? That's Koga.
0: That's Koga, yep. Koga had the invisible walls.
1: Uh, I don't remember his.
0: As you went walking around the gym, there's trainers there, but there's also computers. Uh The point of his gym was that every computer... Asked you a question. If you got the correct if you get the question correct, you didn't have to battle the trainer. You could just walk on. Uh If you got the answer wrong, you battle the trainer. But it also gave you the option though that if even if you got the answer right, you could still battle them if you wanted to. Because I I did that. Like you said, it's a perfect chance to level up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was Blaine's gym. You walked around, answered some questions. Battle some gym trainers, and boom, eventually you reached blame. Going back to Saffron City, another thing uh, that's famous in Saffron City was that there's back in generation two, kind of skipping forward a little bit. Do you remember the magnet train?
1: I remember a little bit out of it.
0: Yeah, so this. Didn't exist in the first generation, but once Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, Uh it was a way to transport between
1: Johto and Kanto. Between
0: Johto and Kanto, exactly. So if you took the train from Saffron City, it took you to Goldenrod City, and then vice versa. Uh So that was pretty cool. I remember as a kid, I was like, "Oh man, this is amazing." Yeah, in Generation 1, that little area didn't... I mean, there's buildings there, but I don't think it was anything else. Uh And this is also the city where you can get the TM Psychic and the TM Mimic. There was a little house called Mr. Psychic's House. And then there was also a house called the Copycat's House, which it was... I remember it was all about this little girl that... Once you go in the house, the parents tell you, oh, everybody makes fun of our daughter because she likes to mimic people. I remember you had to do something. You talk to her, and I think the player mimics her. Uh And she's like, hey, stop copying me. And she says something like, okay, you're cool. And she gives you the TM mimic. Mm. Just some fun little trivia out there from Saffron City. But here is the biggest center of attraction here from Saffron City, which is the sylph company building this is the building where i guess a lot of the main storyline from the main games is because this is the building that team rocket takes over
1: uh-huh.
0: when you finally reach saffron city there's team rocket grunts all over the city they're walking around and if you walked into houses a lot of the people are scared they're like hey there's there's these guys walking around dressed all in black. We don't know what's going on. And then that's when you finally face off with Giovanni for the first time. Well, no, second time. The first uh-huh. time was in Celeron City. But yes. And yeah, that's pretty much it on Saffron City. One last question for you, Chaz. Do you have a favorite psychic type Pokemon from any of the generations?
1: Man, there's a lot of psychic types. <laughs>
0: man back then though those were the those
1: were op because they were the heavy hitters
0: right yeah uh
1: psychic
0: psychic oh fine let's narrow it down do you have a favorite psychic type pokemon from generation one
1: see which ones are the ones for generation one again we have
0: a few just uh so abracadabra alakazam Uh and then from there we had obviously mewtwo and mew let's see if we had anybody else Oh, Jinx. Jinx. Jinx was also another psychic type. And then we also had... That's as far as I remember from the psychic types. Yeah.
1: Because I remember there wasn't all that many from Generation 1. No. No. Oh, obviously not. We
0: had very few types from all of them. Especially the overpowered ones. Man, let's not even start with the dragons. There was literally only three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i no, think i think my i think my favorite psychic is gardevoir
0: oh, okay in general
1: yeah gardevoir and galade yeah those, those were always my favorite ones nice just because like, how they how they how they both look like yeah. aesthetically is like they look really nice especially yeah. when they're
0: together oh galade is awesome especially his mega evolution yeah
1: yeah although i never understand the hips that is the, true. The hips always throw me off.
0: That little bit of his design is always weird.
1: Yeah, it's like everything else looks cool, but then it was like it's like it all looks super sleek, and then you just get to the hips where it just like <laughs> yeah. it just increases like that.
0: Yeah, he, that's the only part of his design that looks weird. I agree.
1: It's like it looks like he ate he ate something that he wasn't supposed to eat, and, and it he just got never, It just never got out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some trainer fed him something that he shouldn't have. Ate, it shouldn't have been fed. Yeah alright guys let's get started with chapter 27 the name of this chapter is called Calling Cadabra." the word calling is spelled with a K <laughs> yep. so where we last left off our main hero here Red the last thing we saw of him he was at Cinnabar Island he said good you know him and Blaine said goodbye Blaine instructed Red on how to get to Pallet because they were already pretty much close by then the last thing we saw was that Team Rocket had captured all three of the legendary birds. And we saw Giovanni laughing in front of the three Ultra Balls that contained the three legendary birds. And we also saw Green trying to get into Saffron City with no, with not being able to. The guards completely deny her empty, uh, entry and she's trying to figure out like how do I get in? And now, our first page of chapter 27, and we see the huge metropolis of Saffron City, completely covered up, uh, boarded up by walls. Um, That's just pretty much how the city is. And now we finally get to see blue again. We haven't seen blue since the chapter where blue and red switch teams. So, this is a pretty, this is, it's been a while. It's been a while that we haven't seen blue. So, our first. Bubble here that we see is Route 6, Saffron City, South Entrance. And the guard is telling Blue as well no unauthorized personnel, denying Blue entry. So we go on to the next page. Blue is on the outskirts of town. He's like, I can't believe this. He's looking at his Pokedex where we see the little map from the original games. Blue says, Four roads go into Saffron City, and I can't get through any of them. Blue closes his Pokedex. He's like, this is my last chance. So, and then, boom, he takes out his now fully evolved Charmeleon, who is now Charizard. Mm -hmm. Blue hops on his Charizard. He's like, man, it's taken me a lot of training, but it was worth it. Charizard, fly. And he flies up to the sky with his Charizard. Go on, Chas. Next page.
1: All right. So now we're we're up in a in a bird's eye view of saffron city and we see saffron city It's this like small little thing in the distance right with with blue flying over with his charizard now this charizard is actually a lot bigger this he's a lot bigger now than than blue right yeah cuz like blue is like you see this like small little small little guy on top of this big old dinosaur with pokemon you can call him a dragon it's okay <laughs> Dragon, <laughs> poor guy, yeah, I know. are the? They only give him the dragon typing after he evolves,
0: yeah, nobody really counts that, especially and he has
1: smaller wings. That one. <laughs> but that's besides the point. It's like, well, he's flying, he's trying to get into Saffron City, right? He's flying over, and off to his right, he sees green. And his had her uh, floating Jigglypuff
0: up in the air as well. Up in the air, <laughs>
1: cheating. She's cheating.
0: I'm like, she's cheating. <laughs> you can't, you can't use Jigglypuff that way. <laughs> that, that's uh, that, talk about being creative.
1: Seriously, so she, it's like she actually turns around and sees and sees green or blue. Green <coughs> sees blue yes there green you. sees blue there you go there's like green sees blue and she says there's like oh cute guy inside like, <laughs> i disagree but everybody <laughs> has their taste and then she says like hi he's like what's your name and she's like what the he's like what the he's like i just pretend i didn't see that and he, just <laughs> <laughs> he just flies off.
0: blue is just a, he's a
1: no-nonsense character
0: <laughs> he just sees a girl floating in the air with in a with a jigglypuff, he's like, "I'm gonna pretend I didn't see that." Oh, and to top it off, Blue uh, Green is wearing her silf, uh, her little Mew detector goggles again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it makes her look even weirder. <laughs> yeah. The little psychic goggles. Yeah, there you go. And it's like as he's as, he's, as he turns around to fly off, it's like she says, "I like, know there's a and a." Boom! Hits. He hits something midair. It was like Blue's hit something in midair, and we don't know what it is because it's invisible, right? Keep in mind, guys. He was trying to fly into Saffron City. He trying to. He flew over it. And I was trying to get in through, through air, basically. And he says, "Oh, he's like you could have warned me a little earlier." And we mm-hmm. see Green just flying over, and she takes off her goggles. She says, "Like all oh, this barrier is being produced by psychic Pokemon." Because, like, obviously, those little goggles that she has, like, they're they're able to read uh, psychic wavelengths, right? Yeah, psychic energy. Psychic energy. So, she sees that there's obviously, like, a whole wall there. And she says, like, oh, but to surround the whole city with it, this must be one heck of a powerful Pokemon. And Green is, like, he's pondering. He's, he's saying, it's like, oh, so now what do we do? I'm oh, sorry, Blue. Blue is pondering. He's like, oh, what do we do now then? And he says, Charizard. Charizard throws out a fire blast. He tries to hit the barrier, but obviously, it's like it's not working.
0: Yeah, so Saffron City is being completely barricaded by some sort of psychic energy. Not only can you not go in through the normal way of walking in because the guards are not letting you, you can't even fly in there. Everything the the whole city is completely barricaded. Green. And Blue are both trying to get in. Blue is on top of his Charizard. Charizard is blowing out flamethrowers and fire blasts. Nothing is getting through this barrier. Mm -hmm. Green, who's on her Jigglypuff, she's trying to get to... She's trying to explain to Blue. Is like, hey, hey. She's trying to get his attention. Like I said, Blue... Hey. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Hey! Like I said blue is a no-nonsense character he's pretty much trying to ignore her mm-hmm. and blue is like you know what Fire's not working and then green asks him like hey she's like i don't know why you want to get into saffron city but how about teaming up with me blue completely ignores her
1: blue says, like i got eyes for one person and one person alone yeah it's right i i mean treasure <laughs>
0: Blue immediately tells Charizard to turn around, and they fly off into the distance. Uh-huh. Blue, the last thing we hear Blue say or think to himself, he says, I bet Grandpa knows something about this. And that's it. And leaves Green there pondering while she's hanging on to her floating Jigglypuff.
1: Now she has some powerful grip strength. Somewhat. Well, she has some powerful grip strength. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, imagine how long she's been floating up there. Yeah, and she's just like casually up there with her arm up. I don't know why she doesn't just hold
0: hold on to Jigglypuff from the back.
1: Seriously, no, she's just like just grab grab Jigglypuff's legs and just float there. That's it. (laughs) So now we finally cut
0: back to Red. Red is still surfing on his Gyarados, but it says here that he's uh, surfing through Route. What is that? Route twenty one. Yeah, Sea Route Twenty One, and it looks like he finally made it to made it back to Palatown, uh-huh. which is pretty much exactly how it is in the games. Right after Cinnabar Island, you surf straight on through Pilot Town. Well, if you wanted to, because I think by that time, the player has a team fly, so you can kind of fly everywhere. But obviously, Red hasn't uh, hasn't chosen to use that. <laughs> but anyways. Red is on his way to Professor Oak. Also, because as we saw Blue is on his way to Professor Oak. Red made it makes it back to Pallet Town and we get a gust of wind blowing and he notices immediately that little town's empty. He's like, "Where is everybody? It's noon. This is weird." So he rings the doorbell to Professor Oak's lab. Immediately just barges in. He's like, "The professor's gone too?" But then off into the distance of Professor Oak's lab, you see Professor Oak just standing there with his back to red. He's just staring at the books, bookcases in front of him.
1: He's just standing there, menacingly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Something looks weird about Professor Oak right off the bat. But anyways, Red doesn't notice. Red is like, oh, Professor, all right. He's like, "Who?" I was starting to get creeped out by how quiet this place is. He's like, anyways, the Pokédex like, is it's coming. it's
1: bad enough that I don't have a mom or a dad. But it's like, now everybody's gone too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he's telling Professor Oak, he's like, the Pokédex is coming along just great. He's like, the only problem is I can't get into Saffron City. So obviously, Red had tried before to get into Saffron, but they didn't show us. Uh-huh. And he's looking at his Pokédex. He's like, he hasn't realized that Professor Oak now is looking at him in a very evil menacing threatening way red is looking at his pokedex just as any kid would be looking at his phone Uh (laughs) completely distracted and red is like so what should i and then immediately in the next page professor oak starts he spreads his hands it just it looks like
1: this man starts hulking out, basically. Yeah, there you go. Like he, he just, he, so what happens is that he actually grows larger in size. There you go. And starts bulking up even more. So it's like, obviously, it's like, you don't know where this strength came from, because this man is old.
0: Professor Hulk used bulk up.
1: Uh-huh. Like, he used bulk up, and it's like, he immediately makes like a right swing over the, over the red and smashes one of the, smashes the bookcase that was there. Yeah. And red just barely dodges out of the way. And he says, uh, Professor, it's like hell man yeah <laughs> you. what's going on you're my father figure man
0: <laughs> <laughs> his other father figure poor red
1: <laughs> <laughs> that has no death in his life <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was like obviously it's like now it's like we have this professor supposedly uh attacking red and it's like oh it's like sorry professor and he throws out his ivysaur and ivysaur uses his vine whip to wrap around the the the, the professor and he says, like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, and you see this very menacing picture of the, the professor. It's like, obviously, he's like angry, hungry in his eyes. Let's describe
0: Professor Oak a little bit here. Normally, we see a very calm older man. Mm-hmm. Here, his eyes are open completely wide. His eyebrows are very thick. He looks like he even has bags under his eyes. Like, he's very tired. But obviously, he's even grinning in the very maniacal way and his hair reminds me a little bit of wolverine his hair both sides are kind of a little shoveled up to the side kind of how you see wolverine all the time Uh (laughs) so whoever or how whatever's going on with professor roke he's losing it
1: so uh, it's like in this amazing feat of strength actually the professor ends up breaking out of the vine whip and grabs a nearby pipe and immediately this pipe starts bending, and and Red notices like, "Is like is that psychic power?" Yeah. is like, a psychic, and and the professor throws his uh, throws a psychic beam at the Ivy at the Ivysaur, and Red says like, Psybeam, that means it's a psychic Pokemon, and all of a sudden you see it's throwing out a this large psychic attack. Yeah, we just see here in the panel
0: whole psychic wave just takes over the whole room. Uh-huh. Red It's pretty much putting Red to his knees. He's holding on to his head. Pretty much every time anybody uses a psychic type attack, we see this reaction that's kind of driving them. They're like writhing. It's hurting their head, their ears. Red that's says...
1: The only thing that hurts humanity in, the, in this universe is just psychic attacks. Yeah. It's never, it's never the fire attacks because oh, for some yeah. reason they block it. Water attacks. No, you're fine. It's like everything else. is, like even electricity. Yeah. It's like with the apps that they be uh, that they be putting out, that's visible. Right. It's like it should be dead, but for that's some true. reason they're all still alive and well. But <laughs> when it comes to like psychic attacks, these guys are just like dying. It was right. Like obviously, it's like you see Red just like on his knees, almost on his knees. Yeah. It's like they're just writhing in pain, and he says like, "Oh, professor, it's like that's not really you, is it?" And we see. The professor is just like kind of, kind of like smoking up a little bit. Yeah, it has this little aura around them. And in the next panel, it's like Red says, "Like show yourself." It's like Ivysaur leech seed. The Ivysaur throws off a leech seed. It manages to to stab into the professor's arm, and starts wrapping around. Starts wrapping around it, and he says, like, "Oh, we gotta stop it." It's like suck out its energy. It's like now that this uh, this uh, professor or this fake uh, Pokemon professor. Is losing his power, and we see that it's transforming into a Cadabra, right?
0: We see Kadabra's mustache come out of Professor Oak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like he looks like a, he looks like an OC right here. in the next panel is just a Kadabra. Yeah, so it
0: was Cadabra all along. It was never Professor Oak.
1: Uh huh. And we see it's like oh, we we see someone like cackling. Or we hear someone cackling at the distance saying, ah! <laughs> there you ah, go. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: How do you like cadaverous hypnosis power? And it rests like, who's there? It's like, it works just as well as humans as it does on Pokemon. And we see, it was like, we see this this small girl, this figure just popping in and out of nowhere. So with the with the background noise being, Whoo".
0: Yeah. I don't know about small girl, but at least a young woman.
1: <laughs> young woman. All right, this young, this young lassie. There you go. There, this lass it says, "I oh, you've been quite a nuisance for some time. Consider this a courtesy call, Jump.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like if you want to save the Professor Oak and the citizens of Palatine, come to Saffron City. So this this girl just kidnapped a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Out of a town. That's crazy. And it's like, and the like, he's like, you mean you've, and then she just stared, she gives this menacing glare, and all of a sudden you see Red just, uh, fall to the floor, like almost like bowing, almost like a prostrated position, right? And then he says, all right, it's crushing me, but so obviously, I don't know if, if it's her that's throwing out the psychic attack, or the or the Cadabra?
0: Yeah, it does, who knows at this point. Yeah. But it's always been hinting, and- That the she's gr- psychic, no? yeah. We, have, we haven't said her name, but yes, it's Sabrina. Sabrina has finally made her appearance to Red.
1: It was like So Red is now being crushed by the, by the psychic power. And he says, like, I saw a razor leaf. Throws out the razor leaf and he makes a direct hit at Sabrina. But it just phases completely through her. Red is confused. He's like, what the hell? It's like, obviously, they're supposed to stab you. I should see a lot of blood. There is no blood and you are still alive. What the hell? And it's like and she's just laughing, cackling maniacally as she says, Au revoir, Red of Palatine. <laughs> she just fades away. And it's like then Red manages to get up. He says, "Hold it!" I guess sees about a about a catcher or grabber. She leaves, disappears,
0: disappears. the thin air.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right before Red was about a copper field, she disappears.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Uh, Once again,
0: we see Sabrina, who has yet to really make an appearance. The first time we saw Sabrina was back when Red had just caught Evie. And then in last week's chapter, we saw Sabrina in Saffron City, where the Team Rocket grunt or leader came to report to her. And she basically told him, like, really, you couldn't capture Blaine even with Moltres? I think that was Koga. But anyways, she was there with Koga. And now she has made an appearance in Palatown. And basically told Red is like, yeah, we captured everybody from Palatown. We're kid and we have them held hostage at Sof- at Saffron City. And the way she's dressed here, I have to point this out: she has a Team Rocket uniform on, very similar to Jessie from the anime and Team Rocket, but except she she's completely covered up. She's not showing her stomach. She's showing. She's wearing a white like it's like a what, a dress or skirt. But she has the big red Team Rocket R in front yeah. of her chest.
1: Basically, she has like a regular she has like a regular T shirt on, but unlike the other Team Rocket, hers is actually white. Yes. Whereas, as opposed to everyone else's, was red or I mean black. Yes. It's like everybody else's was black. Like she has on like a what is basically it's like almost like an oversized T shirt with a with a short skirt on and long uh, socks.
0: Yes, tights basically. Tights. Leggings, yeah. whatever you want to call them. And in very long hair.
1: And in very long hair.
0: It's so funny because Sabrina, in her manga adaptation and an anime adaptation, she has always had a bit of a evil vibe to her. Because even in the anime, she was a bit of a bad guy.
1: Isn't she a mom? She anime? is a
0: mom. Her whole... Her in, in the anime is very weird. Because... She used her psychic powers to to turn her mom into a little doll. I don't know if it was her or her daughter, but there was never... Her daughter. A, yeah.
1: Because Sabrina in the anime, isn't that the mom, right? So, and it's not the little girl.
0: So there's the... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sabrina is the mom, but then we also see Sabrina's mom as well. She's turned into a tiny little doll. It was a very creepy episode because Ash, Brock, and well, no, Brock and Misty get turned into little dolls as well, and that's where they meet wow. Sabrina's mom.
1: No, the, it's like isn't the mom named Sabrina?
0: No, no, I'm talking about actually Sabrina's mom. It's basically, the little girl's grandmother. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the father, he's like this. He's portraying to be some sort of construction worker or something. He's just trying to encourage ash to beat sabrina so she could come to her senses but that whole story was so weird
1: she she's in like a like a haunted house i think right
0: no so she has her gym the little girl does appear to the don't,
1: t- don't they find her in like in in one of the, in like a haunted mansion or something like
0: that no they this okay i remember a hundred percent when Ash and his friends reach Saffron City, Team Rocket, as usual, tricks Ash and them that they supposedly won some sort of prize. Uh-huh. They follow Team Rocket. Team Rocket do do their usual scheme of trying to steal Pikachu. They store they throw the kid Ash and them somewhere in some room. They're all freaking out. And then that's when, out of nowhere, the little girl, Sabrina's daughter, which I assume she teleports there saves ash brock and misty takes them all out of there mm-hmm. and teleports them like somewhere in saffron city the next day ash of course goes to uh challenge the gym leader which is sabrina the mother and that's pretty much it but that's where she i think that's where ash meets her dad And the dad was like, oh, yeah, nobody can defeat her. She's really powerful. And she tells Ash, when Ash finally meets Sabrina, he tells her, he's like, if I defeat you, you're going to be my prisoners. Uh So it's like a three arc episode because the next episode, Ash supposedly tries to go capture a ghost type Pokemon to try and defeat her. He never does. He uses the hunter. The hunter makes Sabrina laugh in the third episode. And that's it. That's why he got his badge. Uh It was so weird. I I don't know. I'm not a fan of those episodes. I'm a fan because it's a little creepy and nostalgic, of course, but that's it. But there was no conclusion, no closure to that little storyline. And that's the last time we saw Sabrina. Up to this day, as far as I know, Ash has never challenged her again. He has never defeated her, Uh which I wish we could get. I wish we could see Ash challenge Sabrina again. That would have been pretty cool. But anyways, before... Back to the story. <laughs> yeah, back to the story. Back to S- Sabrina here in the manga. So, Ma- so here, Sabrina is obviously working for Team Rocket, just like the other gym leaders. And she appeared here to Red, more like a, in a psychic hologram type of thing. Red tries to attack her, realizes quick that she's not really there, and she teleports away. Mm-hmm. And now Red realizes that all the... Citizens of Palatown have been kidnapped and being held hostage at Saffron City. Yep. and now we get a small red. It's actually still there in the laboratory. We see papers flapping around. Everything is quiet. A lot so of this st-
1: turns out the whole building was actually an illusion. Because now, because once he, one oh yeah, once once Sabrina left, as I like now we see what the building actually looks like. It's just completely destroyed. Obviously, it's like there was a battle there, so there was some struggle.
0: Yeah, Professor Oak's lab professor. is all destroyed.
1: Yeah, so the so the whole thing is completely destroyed, and Red is pondering. It's like, oh, so who was that, and why does she want me to go to Saffron City? And right as he was about to leave, we see a Charizard flying up from above, and we actually see that it's a uh, that is Blues Blue and his Charizard, right? And he says, "I I had a bad premonition," and sure enough. And it's like blue. It's like something terrible happened to to Pilot Town. Blue obviously he's just like, oh, I bet. It's like take a look at this. And he had, uh, blue hands Red a a picture, and we see this picture is actually a couple of Ge- Team Rocket grunts. And then saying is like, oh, this is an aerial photo of Saffron City. And Red says like, oh, what's uh, Team Rocket doing there? Blue then explains uh, this entire city. It's surrounded by a barrier. We can't even get in there from above <clears throat> in there from above, uh, the air. It's like Team Rocket must be using it for their headquarters. And Red says, I, oh, so they told us to go to Saffron City because Blue says, that's right. It's like the final battle between our two forces is about to begin. The final fated battle between you and your papa.
0: <laughs> and that is the end of chapter 27. Yep.
1: And the very end of this volume
0: the end of this volume yeah up next is volume three pokemon adventures volume three
1: also known as saffron city siege the
0: saffron city siege yes exactly we're about to we're about to see an amazing adaptation of what happened from when we played those games playing walking around when we reach Saffron City, we're about to see an adaptation of the Team Rocket takeover of Saffron City and of the Sylph Company building. So it's things are about to get crazy. Yeah. yeah so, wow. This is crazy. Palatown being taken hostage. Professor Oak being taken hostage. And to top it off, this is what Blue came to find out. Because he came back basically to talk to Professor Oak and now his grandpa is gone. All right. Any, what are your thoughts on this chapter, Chess?
1: Well, this uh, chapter was pretty short, so it's not that much. All it was is more like an introduction to to the character Sabrina. Yeah. Did she, well. Yeah. They never mentioned her name. Now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, they never mentioned. That's why. That's yeah, why I wanted to mention it early on, so we, so our listeners knew who we were talking about. Yeah. yeah I figured sometimes they don't announce uh, some of the characters' names
1: until like much later on.
0: Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I wanted to mention that this chapter reminded me of, you know how Professor Oak here attacked Red? And Red was pretty much battling him. I don't know if you knew this, and I don't know if any of our listeners know this, but there's actually a glitch or there's a way, there's like a cheat code or something. In back in the original games that you actually get to battle professor oak as like a final boss uh-huh. i don't know if it was i think the idea got scrapped in the end but basically i think it was meant for the player after you become champion you basically defeated everyone you be- defeated team rocket defeated dd4 the, the champion uh-huh. S- somewhere in the game you were supposed to fight professor oak as the final as your final opponent basically the final boss like a final secret boss because within the game data of pokemon red blue i don't know about yellow possibly yellow as well there's some data there that says that professor oak has a level 66 tauros a level 67 executor a level 68 arcanine a level 70 gyarados and one of the three starters at level 69. This places oh yeah, this puts basically the, this team makes makes them basically the strongest opponent within the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, so if you have or I think if even if you played one of the original games in an emulator, there's a way to get that glitch out that you can battle Professor Oak.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they scrapped that. That would have been a pretty cool thing to do.
1: I guess they probably thought it would have been too challenging.
0: That or the whole thing that back in the day, the um, the data there wasn't enough room for more I'm information.
1: Not sure. There probably wasn't even enough space for it.
0: But they could have done it for Fire Red and Leaf Green.
1: That's true. That would but have been I, cool. I think, I think they probably wanted to keep that one like more just like as original as possible. You know, they could have done it mm-hmm. in uh, Soul Silver.
0: That's true. That one would have been cool to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, That would have been like a really nice final battle there. Like before, like before you even go after Red. Yeah. Go after the professor.
0: This is true. That would be pretty cool. So, in these last pages of volume two, we get some, I guess you could call them some bonus pages and some previews of what we're going to get up again in volume three. And the very first page that we see here, we see Giovanni. He has his arms crossed and we get a bunch of little information here, pretty much teasing. Volume three, we see Garrett, we see in Aerodactyl throwing out a Hyper and it says, "Can they break through Saffron City barrier? Red and Blue meet again in Palatown, but what awaits them in Saffron City? The exciting final showdown!" And then we see Blue here saying, ordering, instructing his Golduck, like so he's like, "Golduck, transmit your sensory waves that you're reading to Pikachu. Protect the town," it says here. And then we also get here green. Then we see a Mr. Mime. We see Blue's Golduck. We see Red's Pikachu. In the next few pages, we also get some some panels from Volume 2. And we also get the town map. All the places that we've been through in the manga. We see the underground path. Well, this is also the town map from the games. The underground path from, I think it's... What is it? From Cerulean City all the way up to Vermilion City. Uh-huh. We see the Diglett's Cave where Red met Giovanni. And it also gives us a little label where we visited these locations from which chapter. We see Vermilion City. That was back in Volume 1. We see Fuchsia City. And then we just basically get all these recap panels of and the Pokemon that Red fought there. So it's pretty cool. If you guys have the digital version of the of Volume 2, you'll be able to get a good look at all these little trivia pages. Yep. And at the very end, we get Red's Pokedex. And we have a picture of Red and his current team, which is Snorlax, Gyarados, Aerodacto, Ivysaur, Polyrath, and Pikachu. Obviously, from what we could tell here, he put his Eevee in a computer, in the PC. Because he traded him out for the Aerodactyl. And then it says here that Red has seen 104 Pokemon and he's caught 46 so far. And then the very last page, it shows, uh, gives us a breakdown of Red's team and their levels. Do you want to go ahead and read their levels,
1: Chess? Oh, yeah. So for Pikachu, he's actually up to level 21 now. Ivysaur is level 38. Polyrath is level forty, which is now which is his currently strongest one, which is sad because he has always a punchy bag. <laughs> yeah, he's always the one that gets knocked gets out first. Beat up first. <laughs> then we have Snorlax, which is the next one. The oh, he's not the second strongest; he's the third strongest one because the second strongest one mm-hmm. is Ivysaur at level thirty-eight, but Snorlax is the third at level thirty-one. Next, we have Gyarados at level twenty-nine and Aerodactyl at level twenty-five. I don't know why Pikachu's not stronger. I would have thought he'd be at least a little bit stronger than that. Yeah,
0: that's true. What
1: My main question here
0: actually is, why hasn't Ivysaur evolved yet? Because in the games, he evolves that's into true. Venusaur at level 36. Yeah. So I'm wondering what's going on there. I don't
1: know. Because I, I think at the same time, it like, these guys don't necessarily evolve by leveling
0: Mm, but that's just more true.
1: like a circumstance.
0: Yeah, pretty much like the anime. Yeah. That's one thing uh, the manga and the anime have in common. That a lot of how, time-
1: That's how Poliwrath er- uh, evolved into Polyrath.
0: Ah, but we haven't gotten to that yet. That's one of the unsolved mysteries that we have yet. Trust me. We're going to get to that one later. So I'm looking back. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm looking back at Volume 1. Because Volume 1 also has... A breakdown of Red's Pokemon.
1: Okay.
0: And comparing his Pokemon to what we just read right now, Bulbasaur here obviously is already Ivysaur and he's level 38. He's grown. Poliwrath has grown because what does it say right there? He's level 40? His Poliwrath?
1: Yeah, level 40.
0: His Pikachu is still level 21. Really? Yeah so at the very end of volume one guys we also get a breakdown of Red's Pokedex and it shows us his team his team's levels and in this one it says that Pikachu's level 21 and right now at the end of volume two it also says that Pikachu's a level 21 so he obviously hasn't been using his Pikachu that much I guess not yeah yeah this is crazy all right then guys this wraps up chapter 27 which is also the end of volume two we are going to take a little break we are going to have a few weeks with no recordings but we will let you guys soon when we're going to start volume three you don't want to miss out thank you so much for everybody that has stuck with us we're going to get it we're going to give you guys a little opportunity to catch up maybe share this with your friends share this podcast with other pokemon fans this would be a great time also to let us know your thoughts drop a positive review on apple Podcasts or spotify that really helps us out guys help us out with some reviews there by sharing the podcast with other pokemon lovers and we we know what's coming up we got the big team rocket takeover of saffron city and the final showdown between red blue and green against team rocket what's going to happen you're going to have to either read on forward or wait for us to start a review of pokemon adventures volume three once again my name is sergio and i'm going ha- have my good friend Chaz here we're going to continue moving forward thank you for joining us once again and we will see you next time
1: goodbye